Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Northern Virginia. Welcome to the show, Dan Rochon. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. Dan, great to have you here. You've been in the real estate game for quite some time and specialized in a number of different things. And we're going to focus on one element today. But maybe before we do, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this part in your journey? Thank you. My name's Dan Roshan, and I've been in real estate sales since 2007. I've been investing since probably early 2000s, maybe 2000, and got involved in real estate sales as a uh, part of my journey to, to become an entrepreneur and to be able to help other people to achieve greatness and uh, you know, solve their problems and uh, to be able to be a consultant and a resource for others. I love that. One of the things you've created a bit of a name for yourself is in actually being a specialist and produced a ton of video content. So why don't we focus a little bit on that aspect and some of the expertise that you've developed in particular for marketing yourself, marketing properties, using video as a medium. Sure. I'd be pleased to do so. So there's many different ways of communicating with your target clients. You can communicate in written form. You can communicate in audio, just like we're doing right now on a podcast, and you can use video. What is it about video, the video genre, that you find that much more compelling? So, Victor, so when you're looking at communication, there's what I call a hierarchy of communication, meaning that when you there's ways that you can be able to engage at a, a higher level. And so, for example, when you're face-to-face with somebody, you're going to be much more impactful than, you know, if you send them an email. And so, somewhere in there, you know, you can consider using a text. You could consider having a phone conversation or audio. The second highest level of communication in the hierarchy would be a video, you know, a video communication. And so, when you're able to use video, it allows for people to connect with you at a higher level because they're able to see you. They're able to relate with you. They're able to see the expressions on your face and not only just the tonality, the inflections of your voice as we're using here, also they're able to connect with you as a human being. And then as a result, then when you meet them face to face, they already feel as though if you, you know each other. Yeah, and I've certainly experienced that. I often run into people at conferences, although not lately because we're all stuck at home these days. But when I run into people at conferences, they often feel like they know me. And of course, I don't know them because they've, I've been in their ear every day for months or years. So they are very familiar with me. And I'm able to accomplish that just with the audio format as well. Absolutely. And it's, it's the one to many communication format. You know, so whether if you use an audio or video, the idea is you can record it one time and then it's evergreen and it's a resource that you could be sleeping and others could be listening to it or watching it, viewing it, that type of thing. So out of the billion pieces of content that are out there on the, on the internet, how are they finding you? What are you doing from an SEO perspective so that they actually connect with you? Because uh, let's face it, neither you nor I are going to spend the advertising dollars to go ahead of a major real estate brokerage firm. We're not going to outspend Remax. We're not going to outspend Keller Williams. So how do you get high enough in the search results so that when they're looking for something, they find you? If you're looking at SEO specifically, there's a thing called long-term search results or a long tail rather, excuse me. And so when you get more specific, then what's going to happen in regards to the content that you're doing. And so for example, instead of saying, homes for sale in Virginia, you say, 
here's a town home in a certain uh, segment, a certain community in Virginia, which with certain features, then a consumer, if they're searching for that, they're going to be more likely to be able to find you. So that's more true of, of written content on the internet. When you're looking at specifically with YouTube, with video, we take the approach of using a Q&A. And it's just basically anytime that somebody's going to ask me a question, then I'll answer that question on a video so that if somebody's likely to put in, how do I get a down payment or how much money do I need a down payment or what type of real estate investing is available, that I'm answering that question specifically and it allows for the consumer to, for us to get the eyeballs of the consumer more, you know, more likely than if we're more general. So for example, if you decided to get real specific, you might say investment properties in a particular county in Northern Maryland, or let's say in Virginia, and that way people, when they put in that search term, then they find you as opposed to maybe just Remax or Keller Williams. Yeah, that's correct. And we, we use things that we think, you know, that people are going to be searching. You know, I talk a lot about short sales. I talk a lot about investing. I talk a lot about specific niches that will be something that somebody's going to really, you know, be interested in, in their specific situation. So will we get as many? So for me, it's not about getting masses of eyeballs. It's about getting the attraction of the people that really are interested in the content that we're creating rather than getting tens of thousands of eyeballs. Now that's not bad either, right? And we have videos that have been able to do that yet. I found it's been most effective to find somebody if somebody's really, really interested in a specific question and they, you know, tune into you, then there's going to be, you know, you're providing them a huge value. There's been this theory for years that search engine optimization is this black art and you've got to have a tremendous amount of expertise in it. And increasingly, at least in my experience, Google in particular has gotten much smarter about deciphering natural language and not just being very literal in its keywords and, and so on. So that if you write natural language in your titles, in your descriptions, you're going to get found. Is that been a, has that been your experience? Yes. And not only that, it's also about, you know, just doing a lot of content. Because candidly, you do not know what's going to get picked up. And in, in I've still, you know, I have a lot of experience and a lot of feeling for what will be more picked up from from Google or whatever the case may be, but I still will do something that will get picked up and get thousands of views that I would not expect for it to versus something that um, doesn't get any views or, or, or listens to when you think that it may. So it's really just a lot of, a lot of content is really the key to the success. Now, if we look at my podcast, for example, I'm on probably 20 different platforms, including YouTube. Now, I'm not there with live video because this is an audio-only podcast, but it shows up with an animation on top of the logo for the podcast, and people can consume the content on YouTube, and some do. I probably get a handful of downloads every day from the YouTube platform, but it's a small fraction compared with the RSS feed subscribers that might be listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or any of these other mainstream podcasting platforms. Have you experimented with different distribution mechanisms? Primarily, it's been up until now, it has been only YouTube for myself. We do a lot of content that it's hard, it's hard to not find me online. And so that's a very intentional, uh, very intentional effort to be able to make that work. 
Now, we are soon to be, uh, one of the things that we do is we have a, a, a community called the CPI community, and we're soon going to be using format, you know, conversations that we have with high-minded people across the world uh, that we have recorded and doing a podcast with that content and you know, getting across multiple different level uh, areas of audio. Yet thus far, it's been primarily Facebook, lots of uh, Facebook Lives, YouTube has been the two primary places that we've been promoting content. So to find the CPI community for maybe some of our listeners who don't know what that is. CPI stands for Consistent and Predictable Income. And I coined that phrase from a book that I recently wrote called The Real Estate Evolution, which is the 10-step guide to CPI, Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. And so we created a community online called the CPI Community. And who that's for, it's for seasoned agents that are looking to be able to, you know, maybe you had your best month ever and you're not certain that you can continue having that every single month. So it helps seasoned agents to be able to understand how to have closings January, February, March, April, every single month of the year. It helps new agents to understand the right way to do business. And it helps for top producing agents, mega agents to be able, maybe they're frustrated that they're not able to participate in the lives that they're creating. So it helps to be able to show those agents how to be able to still, you know, have a big business and be able to, you know, have a a little bit of a balance of time with, with other things that are important to them. I love that. Now, you mentioned Facebook because that's, of course, the other major platform for distributing video. And of course, up and coming actually is LinkedIn for business to business. What's been your experience between Facebook and YouTube? Facebook's a lot more interactive. It allows for us to be able to not just send a message out where somebody can view it or watch it at any hour of the day. It also allows for us to interact with them. So whether it be the CPI community that we have on a Facebook group, or it be the Greetings Virginia uh, page that we have on Facebook that allows for us to talk to the home buyer and the home seller, or the CPI community that allows for us to, uh, to communicate with the real estate agent. It lets us segment so that we can get to the right audience, and then it also allows for us to be able to have a conversation and create relationships and meet people and be able to expand the sphere, which is you know just tremendous. Technology today allows for you to grow at like you never could ever before. When you're using a platform like YouTube or like Facebook, you don't own the relationship. The platform owns the relationship. I think it's important to get email addresses, make sure that you have a direct connection because at the end of the day, if they were to close your account or whatever, all those relationships that you've built over the years just vanish overnight. How are you connecting with people directly off platform? When I yesterday had a communication on one of the Facebook groups where I asked to speak with somebody. I'm having a conversation with him later today. He was somebody that I felt was, um, you know, knowledgeable and somebody that I felt I was attracted to that maybe we could help each other. And so I just simply said, Hey, you know, I'd love to be able to, you know, schedule a 15 minute phone call with you, pick your brain and maybe share some, some nuggets with you as well. And so it's just like any other relationship. You just simply ask. In regards to being able to keep the, you know, the control over the data in the, in the relationships, the reality of it is, is that's a little bit hard to do. I mean, I've got a, a CRM database of about 12,000 people in it. And, you know, in addition to that, there's probably tens of thousands of other connections that we have that are not in that CRM. And so, yeah, we are a little bit at risk from, you know, LinkedIn kicking us out or whatever the case may be. But 
candidly, I'm not overly concerned about that because it's using those platforms to leverage through them to me seems like a more of a benefit than being afraid that I might get locked out uh, because when you can use Facebook and the massive magnitude of Facebook and the billions of dollars invested into it, that's mu- much more resources than what I would ever have as one individual person. So we just leverage through it. Oh, absolutely. Now, of course, you are still vulnerable to an algorithm change. You think you've got a certain level of reach. And I know one person directly, Tom Ziegler, he's the son of the famous Zig Ziegler, who had been relying on social media for years and had not built the email list. And overnight with an algorithm change, all of a sudden his reach shrunk by an order of magnitude and he was left flat-footed because he hadn't made the investment in developing the email list and nurturing that list, relied very heavily on the platform, assuming it wouldn't change. Yeah, it is smart to to have multiple platforms. And, you know, as I mentioned, we do. And in fact, not only just that database of 12,000, we have another database of 3,000, another database of 6,000 just real estate agents and people that have, you know, ordered the book Real Estate Evolution to be able to offer products and services to them as well. So I think it's not smart to rely on one platform. I think it does make sense to rely on many platforms and then you're protected. And if and the unlikely event that you get locked out of one, you, you may like, you know, you may very well lose some of that data yet, as long as you're taking a proactive approach, then, you know, it, it wouldn't be, you know, as detrimental and certainly none of us want that to happen. I love it. Well, Dan, if folks want to learn more, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way? Well, you can certainly find me on Facebook, Dan Roshan. You can also visit the website to check out our book at www.therealestateevolution.com dot com. And uh, you can uh, apply to join the CPI community on Facebook for the Facebook group there as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Dan, for the insights. And definitely feel free to reach out to Dan Rochon, spelled R-O-C-H-O-N, on Facebook. Buy his book at therealestateevolution.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.